And joining us here for the news briefing in the studio is Sami Sorang. Good morning to you. Good morning, Henry. We will begin with the COVID-19 update. And I guess uh, it is uh, something that we can say uh, pleasantly that the past few days have shown some positive trends. And uh, we have now seen some uh, definitive uh, evidence that uh, there is a subsiding of the uh, new infections or at least the spread of the virus mm-hmm. because uh, we had yesterday being the, the Monday numbers where we typically see an, um, a kind of a more revamping of, the, of right. the tests that take place and some positive signs there as well. Uh, what's the latest that we know so far? Well, the daily new cases, they are under 400 mm-hmm. for the second straight day now. The KDCA confirmed 386 new cases yesterday and this raises the country's accumulated case total to 73,115. And of the new infections detected throughout Monday, 351 were local infections, while 35 were imported. There were 19 additional coronavirus deaths, and this brings the death toll in the country to 1,283. As for the fatality rate for Korea, that currently stands at 1.75%, For reference, the global fatality rate for coronavirus is 3%. Hmm. Also, the KDCA also announced new measures regarding the more infective uh, Brazil and UK variants. So starting next Monday, all travelers from Brazil, including Korean nationals, they must submit a negative PCR test result when arriving in the country. In addition to that, they must also take another COVID-19 test upon arrival at an isolated facility and must remain there until they are confirmed to be virus-free. And as for the UK variant, the ban on flights from Britain has been extended by another week to January 28th. So all of this looks promising as uh, we have, maybe we can say, been through the worst And Mm -hmm. we obviously do not hope for another uptick in in new infections, but obviously we can't rule that out as well. But as the weather starts to uh, warm up and we start getting uh, more treatments, you've been talking about Celtrian for the past uh, Mm -hmm. uh, couple of segments as well. But uh, more importantly, a uh, mass vaccination uh, to be rolled out uh, in various countries, including here in Korea, and that is imminent right now. As far as how to streamline the process, and we've seen, I think we've mentioned before, that the U.S. has had a horrible time to try Mm. to get the uh, kind of um, infrastructure in place to try to get the uh, vaccines distributed in in various parts of the country because of the fact that it's just 50 states with their own policies Mm -hmm. and it's just a very discombobulated mess. Koreans here at least will have one central government um, being the point for all of this. And one of the ways to make it easier will be that uh, average Koreans will be able to book their uh, COVID-19 vaccine appointments online. Right. And in the, you mentioned the U.S. case, I'm sure you've seen your friends in the U.S. who've been vaccinated show post stories on their social media accounts of the paper mm-hmm. um, where uh, health officials, they have actually handwritten yeah. dates of when they have received the vaccines. Mm-hmm. That is not going to be the case in Korea because everything will go digital. And one way would be to allow people to book their vaccine shots online. So KDCA Commissioner Chong Eun-kyung said that by next month, the government will have in place an online system where South Koreans can book their vaccine shots in advance, access relevant information such as the time and location of their inoculation, and eventually access certificates confirming that they have been vaccinated. Chong Eun-kyung also detailed a pan-government collaboration plan for the effective transport, 
delivery, storage and administration of the vaccines. And under the newly updated criteria for vaccine priority, it's estimated that between 32 and 36 million people will be eligible for that first round of vaccine shots. And Tong added that everyone in Korea, including foreign residents, will be given the vaccines free of charge. A more detailed vaccine plan will be announced later this month. Right. And so certainly good news for people like myself as well uh, that would be included in that plan. And I'm sure there are still some stipulations in place that they have not uh, articulated yet, including the visa status um, Mm, and probably, you know, tourist arrivals. They're they're not going to be eligible and, Mm -hmm. and some of these things that... to um, see. But there has been claims made earlier when there was a big kind of controversy over not procuring enough vaccines and Mm -hmm. then the fact that the scheduling of the vaccines are going to be later than countries like the UK and Israel Mm -hmm. and and the US. But the point made by some of the government officials has been, look, the way our efficiency is with our pohons of the the health and welfare ministry Mm -hmm. and how it's going to be able to be able to roll things out more efficiently, we could technically probably get the um, 60% uh, inoculation faster than a country like Mm. the U.S. And a Mm -hmm. lot of people said that was, you know, what are you talking about? But if we see what's going on in the U.S. feasibly, that Mm -hmm. that could happen here. It's just a matter of people willing to take it, right? Right. Uh, A lot of health professionals have been saying that um, some say it might be too optimistic of a view, but it is very possible that Korea could become the first country to achieve herd immunity through vaccination. Yeah. And and again, that's going to be... um, (laughs) I I feel like it's hard to always kind of not... separate the politics from it but Mm -hmm. we saw what happened in the general elections where um, a lot of hype was being kind of Uh, spread out by conservative media and conservative politicians of the Wuhan virus and oh my gosh why are you Mm -hmm. not banning travel from China and Mm -hmm. and kind of trying to make this into a thing uh, especially once the infections were getting uh, pretty serious but once the the government was being able to get a handle on it Mm -hmm. it kind of coincided with the election and then then that led to sort of the the big results for the ruling party Mm -hmm. it feels like something I'm not saying that's predictive of what's going to happen but We seem to be going along the same line. We've gone through that worst period where it's kind of resulted in low popularity for the ruling party Uh and the president. Mm -hmm. Pandemic control, K-quarantine is a joke Mm -hmm. and what's all this? And then we start to see now the numbers improving. We start to see the vaccination programs Mm -hmm. roll out by next month. And then by the April April by-elections, you know, Mm -hmm. people might be looking at things a little bit differently. And then the opposition, once again, um, again, you know, through no fault of their own to a certain extent, but... uh, External forces really kind of uh, uh, prohibiting their chances mm-hmm. of, a, of a good result. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, shortly. But first, let's talk about this confirmation that was ongoing for what's been very much disputed by the opposition and conservative media. The Gongsu Cho chief or the anti-corruption watchdog chief nominee Kim jin u k That's right. So the National Assembly, they had the confirmation hearing for Kim jin u k Uh, He's a former judge picked by President Moon Jae-in to serve as the inaugural chief of the Corruption Investigation Office for high-ranking officials. Now, the nominee, Kim, vowed that should he be officially appointed as CIO's chief, the agency will, quote, make objections to the living power as needed and serve its role as an anti-corruption agency. When questioned whether Prosecutor General Yoon So-gyul will become the first case that the watchdog targets, The nominee said that nothing has been decided yet and vowed to, quote, carefully assess legal issues before embarking on any investigative effort. At the same time, Kim Jin-uk said that he is, quote, open to possibilities since the first investigative case for the CIO will be symbolically important. 
Kim added that he, quote, once again disagrees 100% with allegations that the ruling party has been pressuring Yoon for his actions. But at the same time, he did note that a lot of people seem to believe in such allegations. Now, the hearing committee is required to sign a confirmation report on Kim within 20 days of yesterday's hearing. After that, President Moon is expected to officially nominate him so as to kickstart the CIO's work in the weeks to follow. Right. Pretty much as as vanilla and carefully (laughs) worded a response as you can have on a Mm -hmm. very, very volatile hot-button issue of whether you're going to, well, I don't want to get, you know, the politics involved in this, but uh, Mm I can't rule anything out. And, you know, I'm not going to commit to one thing one way or the other. Uh, But that's what you have to do in a confirmation hearing because you don't want your words to to kind of bite you in the end. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going back to what we talked about and how everybody's gearing up to what the opposition believes to be very winnable races, especially in Busan, but also in Seoul, Mm -hmm. the two big mayoral races up for grabs in the by-elections in April. Uh, The opposition now, they've got a lot of candidates running. The problem is how are they going to unify this uh, candidacy? Uh, On the one hand, you have an outsider well, outsider in the extent he's not part of the main opposition bloc, An Chol-su, and then the main opposition People Power Party with a bunch of their candidates, yeah. still not under any agreement as to how they're going to field this unified candidacy, right? Yeah, so An, he wants to participate in PPP's upcoming primaries, but the PPP says that, no, not yet, <laughs> let's discuss later. So the minor opposition, People's Party leader An Chol-su, He held a press conference yesterday saying that he will not join the main opposition PPP, but that he would still run in its primary if allowed by the main opposition. Ahn proposed that the opposition bloc launch discussions without any strings attached on selecting the most competitive single candidate from the opposition bloc. Now to this, later in the day, PPP's interim chair Kim Jong-in He dismissed Ahn's proposal, saying that discussions on fielding that single unified opposition candidate, it will have to begin only after his party finalizes its own candidate. Floor leader Chu Ho-young also echoed the same sentiment, saying that first, first, PPP's candidate needs to be finalized before any discussions can commence. Kim Jong-in told reporters last week that Ahn is left with two options. First, negotiating merging candidacies before candidate registration with the National Election Commission opens in early March, or second, join the PPP before then. So it's a game of chicken right now. An Chia-su says, look, I'm leading in the poll, so I mm. have leverage here. So if you guys want to have this candidacy uh, and you guys want to have any shot, you're going to have to try to go and combine this on my terms. Mm-hmm. Whereas Kim Jong-in is saying, look, An Chia-su, I know you want to run for president, but you, you did, made this bold move to try to uh, get into this mayoral race. If you don't win here or get a good result, your political career might be over. But oh, our mm-hmm. opposition bloc is still going to be standing. So, yeah. you know, with your proposal to be a part of the primary race in the party, but not actually be in the party, mm-hmm. we're going to actually do it our way. We're going to find our candidate first, and then we'll discuss yeah. and negotiate the terms with you. And I think that kind of game of chicken is where An- Kim Jong-un keeps claiming that we think we can have our PPP candidate win the win race, the even mm-hmm. if it's a three-way race mm-hmm. with An. And so I think the message being sent to An is you, you better be a little bit more flexible with mm-hmm. us unless, uh, you know, your political career could be at jeopardy because you, there's no way you can win a three-way race uh, mm-hmm. with the ruling party. So interesting, interesting. Yeah. Uh, Park Young-san also uh, set to come into the race. So that's going to be another Later big development the on the ruling party side. Mm-hmm. 
Going back to another big social issue, which has proven to be um, something that has saddened a lot of Koreans, outraged a lot of Koreans, the government drawing up additional measures now to uh, better respond to child abuse cases. Mm -hmm. So the government held a meeting of related ministers yesterday and came up with measures to address the shortcomings that emerged in the handling of a case involving the death of Jong-in, a 16-month-old girl who died following abuse by her adoptive parents. The new measures, they will centre around on boosting on-site responses. So under the new measures, when there is an initial report of child abuse, both the police and a civil employee will be dispatched to the scene. And after that, local governments, the police and private experts, including doctors and lawyers, they will together assess whether the case constitutes child abuse. And the fine on suspects who refuse to cooperate with the on-site investigation, that will be raised from the current 5 million won up to 10 million won. And a two-strike system will be implemented from March, in which a child will be immediately removed from his or her home if more than two reports of child abuse have been filed within a year. And to effectively carry out these new plans, the number of public servants dedicated to child abuse cases will be increased, with local governments assigning 664 civil employees across the nation. There will also be an expansion in the number of childcare facilities to accommodate children separated from their abusive parents. 29 such shelters will be added before the year's end. Right, and so the key thing here is that it recognizes the reality that unfortunately, cruelly, realistically, mm. abuse is going to continue to happen in the country. Mm-hmm. But the problem with the Jungin case was not, not just the horrific treatment that her adoptive mother was subjecting the child to, mm-hmm. but it was also the blind spots in the system yeah. that did not mm-hmm. allow anybody to come to her aid. Mm-hmm. And so these are measures that are trying to address that. The question is, will that be enough to find everybody who falls through the cracks? Because there is a lot of... Tendency. I wouldn't say Korea is the the unique country uh, guilty of this, but there is a lot of tendency of look the other way. It's not my business, and I'm not going to. I don't want to get involved in right. something like that. That's very unpleasant, right? Yeah. The <laughs> the prevailing sent not the prevailing, but the sentiment seems to be a little bit strong here in Korea that yeah. each parent has the right to have their own form of child rearing, even if it involves corporal punishment. Right. And so it can be a bit of a no touch subject. Yeah, yeah. So th- that that mindset, and hopefully with the government sort of uh, kind of putting these systems in place, hopefully uh, that will begin to change as well. Mm-hmm. Another uh, big uh, controversy that has outraged a lot of people now: a group of scholars are suggesting that exacts in this uh, deadly humidifier cleaner case, they think that legal that that uh, recent. That court ruling was mm-hmm. flawed and the, they should not have been acquitted. Yeah, so it's been exactly a week now since the whole Central District Court ruled last Tuesday that 13 executives, including the former heads of SK Chemical and Aegyong Industrial, since those 13 executives were found not guilty of professional negligence resulting in death. A number of environmental and health researchers, as well as lawyers, argued yesterday during a press briefing that that ruling was caused by the court's wrong interpretation of the causal relationship between humidifier disinfectants and respiratory diseases. Now, one of the main bases for the court acquitting the executives was that there was no animal testing done proving the link between the problematic chemicals CMIT and MIT with lung-related illnesses. 
To this, Korea National Open University professor Park Dong-wook, he said that animal testing is just an option and that, quote, there are many toxins not found in animal testing, such as thalidomide and DDT. The Korean Society of Environmental Health also separately issued a statement alleging that the court trial looked at the wrongful Uh, at the wrong Mm. subject. So according to their statement, the core issue should have been the intent and actions of the defendants and whether they intended uh, this consequence, not the limits of science in proving a link between CMIT and MIT and diseases. Yeah, and so what we are seeing is expert opinion seems to contradict the findings of what the, uh, the judge had to say. And so it does seem to be a little bit of a uh, oxymoron where past precedent doesn't seem to align with what the legal reasoning of the judge. Mm. A lot of people had always cited that with the Park Geun-hye case versus the Lee Jae-yong Samsung case mm-hmm. because yeah. Park Geun-hye has been consistently found guilty of mm-hmm. bribery. Well, the subject of that uh, bribery was Lee Jae-yong where mm-hmm. he was consistently up until this uh, recent uh, appeals court ruling uh, found innocent or at mm-hmm. least had his uh, sentence suspended because of um, various other mitigating factors. And mm-hmm. so it just goes to show that uh, in terms of the legal process, these judges are human beings too, and they see things mm-hmm. in a different way and often in a uh, sometimes controversial way. One more story to go here, and this once again uh, goes back to the subject of child rearing and, and the difficulties involved with that. There will be a further expansion now in daycare services for elementary school students. That's right. So the education ministry had held a meeting with related agencies yesterday to discuss ways of enhancing the existing 돌봄교실, or daycare services, which are designed to relieve the burden of uh, single-parent households or households where both parents work. Under a new auxiliary system called 학교 돌봄터, public schools are to provide the physical space for childcare, while the actual looking after and facility management, as well as the picking up and dropping off of children, that will be conducted by local governments. Hmm. Elementary school students in all grades will be able to use this new service, and the hours of operation will also be expanded from the existing 돌봄교실 model of 1 to 5 p.m. So on an as-needed basis, the service may be extended by two hours to include either 7 to 9 a.m. or 5 to 7 p.m. The new system will also allow 300,000 more elementary school students to use Tolbom services by the end of 2022. And to realize the plan, the government will set aside a national budget of 23 billion won for facilities and 16 billion won for operating expenses to be spent this year. Yeah, and so for these parents, this has been um, a bit of a, a do-or-die situation. It's a lifesaver for them to have this kind of a service available to them where they can have their kids in what they believe to be a safe place mm-hmm. while they are still working during business hours, which yeah. generally went, went from 9 to 6 p.m. Um, fortunately, I have not had to uh, use these services, but my kids' friends, there's always this question because on the one hand, the kids are kind of, uh, envious that they, these kids get to play all day in this uh, mm, setting. But friends. at the same time, mm-hmm. those kids are often bored out of their minds because oh. they're just not with their parents all mm-hmm. the time. And so mm-hmm. um, nevertheless, uh, there had been some problems with the uh, shortfall in the staff and uh, feeling overworked. And so it looks like they're trying to come up with some solution, especially now with uh, COVID-19 infections down to a point where maybe there's going to be more um, a need for these kind of services uh, as uh, more and more people go to work physically yeah. in their respective offices. 
All right, uh, we will leave it there. As always, Mi Sorang, thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon. Thank you for having me.